Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Productive Flow. And today we have the illustrious Miss Shelly Brooke. And uh, so let me let me tell you a little bit about Shelly because I really I really like what she does. And it's something that um, I feel is extremely important to entrepreneurs, especially now, as we're trying to really figure out how to best attract our ideal audience, engage them and convert that audience into, into paid business for us to, you know, help us put food on the table and all those other wonderful things that we do with money. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so let me, let me introduce you to Shelly. So Shelly's a former youth coordinator and virtual assistant. She turned launch event strategist and she is from Ontario, Canada. And after years of studying and working in the online business world as a VA to coaches and, and uh, marketing agencies, um, she has really discovered her passion for helping coaches to bring their important messages and, and teaching to the world through just very simple and impactful online launch events. Um, she's since gone on to help coaches and their teams create simple signature launch events that really wow their community and turn followers into clients. So with Shelly's six-phase launch system, we're going to learn all about that. Coaches have gone from three or four-figure events to five and six-figure signature events. So that's super cool. I'm sure you're excited to hear more about that. And uh, so through on one-on-one coaching and self-study resources, she's really helping coaches everywhere to just change the world one event at a time. So thank you so much, Shelly, for being here with us today and for telling us all about these launch events. Um, so t- um, let, well, just welcome, first of all. Thank you so much. <laughs> Amazing. It's my pleasure, Angela. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank you. So tell me about these, the launch events. Like, why do you feel, and I know how I feel, but why do you feel that that is like the number one way to attract an audience and convert them into paid traffic today? Um, You know, especially around, I know I've seen that it seems like there's been such a huge shift um, not just for things going remote or, or something like that, but just in general over the whole process of everything we've been through as a world, right. Over the last couple of years that I feel like the way people buy and the way people engage has shifted what things they want and why they want it is different. So, so tell me about online events and, and where, where this is all going and and how you feel it, it contributes to entrepreneurs. Uh, Amazing question. So let's just start off by explaining a little bit what launch event, what I mean by launch. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It it could be different for a lot of people. So when I talk about launch events, I'm talking about five day challenges or masterclasses or workshops. Uh, And sometimes those can be three day events as well, but we, we usually aim for the five day and then uh, about five days of selling after that. So some bonus content after that. So it ends up being about a nine-day event overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I mean when I talk about a launch event. 
And the reason why it's so important now to have these launch events is because really the consumers become super savvy, right? They're, so they, they want to try before they buy. Um, and you get to give them a taste of who you are and what you do and who your team is and the value that you can bring before they jump into a, a program with you. Yeah. Um, and not, not to mention, I just, I'm a advocate for serving. So mm-hmm. like, let's serve this world. However we can, you're yeah. going to have people attending your events who may never buy, but mm-hmm. they're going to come back every time and participate full out. And you're making a difference in the world somehow through that. And then you're going to have those people who make the jump and decide to go further with you. And then yeah. you're serving that way. So I just love these larger signature events that you can create for your communities so that you can serve in so many ways by either helping them find out that your program's right for them so that they can make a bigger impact in the world themselves or so that someone can just keep making those little minor changes, those little mini breakthroughs every couple of months and that ripple effects out into their community, into their family. So, so many reasons why online events are important in doing these like larger value-packed workshops and challenges and events. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think that, um, you know, one of the things that I've tried to do, and this is, uh, you know, it's really, it's, it's not unique to me. It's something that I feel like pretty much everybody I serve in kind of the circles that I, I, run in is exactly the same, that we're very heart-centered entrepreneurs. We're out here on a mission to spread good in the world and to help people heal in some way, shape or form. Right. And so it seems like, you know, for me, I'm always wanting to think of ways that I can contribute at meeting people where they are. So whether that means, you know, they're ready to, you know, have some, some one-on-one coaching or they want to be part of a community or they want to join a very focused group or, you know, and that also could include not just what they're looking for personally, but where they're at monetarily. Because Mm -hmm. I think back to my days of being a single mom and not being able to afford anything and thinking, you know, my best way of getting support was watching Wayne Dyer on PBS and, you know, checking out Tony Robbins DVD CDs and things like that. You know, uh, I don't think we had DVDs yet, but, <laughs> CDs, so. but um, yeah, so it's like, you know, finding a way to serve at different levels. And these events give you an opportunity to do that is what I'm hearing from you because it gives you an opportunity to serve people who can show up for something knowing, Hey, this is free. And so I don't have to put any money into it. So that means I can get support here and they have something that gives them an opportunity, an opportunity to move forward. And then from there, they will continue to follow you and the things that you you're putting out there in the world at a level that they can afford. And as they start to take advantage of that and start to build themselves up, they have the ability to move into higher price programs, which they're excited to do because they want to move forward with this person who's helped them from where they were at ground level. Right. Well, there's that little bit like uh, a level of reciprocity. Yeah. They've gotten Mm -hmm. gotten so much value from you. They've learned so much from you. Mm -hmm. They want to give back to you. So Mm -hmm. so whether that's joining your program or referring Mm -hmm. someone to your program. Absolutely. um, 
through your events, you bring so much value to them and you help them have these little breakthroughs. Uh, they have that feeling of wanting to mm-hmm. give back to you as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. So tell us about your, um, your, your, your process for this, your system. Yeah. So just through my time working with uh, coaches and creating online events with them, <clears throat> first as their virtual assistant, I learned the system and, and taught it to uh, one of my clients. I had been like poking at her for a while. Like, let, let me just like, I learned this. Can I show it to you? And, and, and finally she said, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was like this, like she just mm-hmm. blew up. It was incredible. Um, so through that process and, and working with more clients, I just kind of started to see this pattern coming through. And so I've formulated these phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first phase is mindset and self-care. <clears throat> I wholeheartedly believe if you are not centered in yourself, if you do not believe in yourself, if you not, do not believe that what you're bringing to the world is actually going to make a difference and that people want to hear it, you're gonna it, everything's going to fall flat. You can say the exact right words. <laughs> you can put up the exact right post. Uh, and it it will get crickets because it's the so energetics. We, it's the energetics yes. of it. Hundred yeah. percent. I always I, I I love starting with metaphysical. So we mm-hmm. always start with mindset. Uh, we talk. I talk with the clients about uh, you know what their beliefs are around their abilities, around events, around their ability to attract new clients. There's a lot of blocks that that come up around like your worthiness of bringing in mm-hmm. new clients. So we start with mindset and that really actually does ripple through everything we do. Yeah. Uh, but we always, always start there mm-hmm. and then self and self-care. Mm-hmm. So uh, many uh, coaches and entrepreneurs do workshops and masterclasses. And, and the one that I teach is a longer version. Sure. So it, it you need some stam- stamina. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't planned the self-care ahead of time, you're too far into the weeds. Like you'll be halfway through the event and realize that you are burnt out and it's too late. Yeah. It's too late to do anything about it. And you're no longer showing up in your best energy. And it goes back to energetics. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not showing up as your best you, which means you're not giving the best value when you're on like on the live sessions teaching. Yeah. So we, we put in the the structures in place for Mm self-care. So what are the things we need to do ahead of time? What are the things we need to have in place uh, during the event? Uh, Who do we need to tell that we're doing this event? Like a significant other, Um, let them know what help you need. So we put that in place. That's our like foundation mindset and Mm self-care. And then of course, the next step is attraction, attracting all the right clients or all the right uh, prospects or leads to your community. And this is really something that, it should oh, really should be ongoing all the time in your business, not just when you're ready to launch. Yeah. Uh, so attraction activities. So we assess what um, attraction activities they have going on in their business. What can we ramp up during our our prep time for the launch? Um, whether it's you know going on podcasts or doing so, some social networking and Facebook groups, we look at what works for the client and start um, adding in anything new that we can do to up the ante on attraction. Yeah. yeah. Um, level three or phase three is nurturing. So you've mm-hmm. done the attracting, you've got all the people into your community, mm-hmm. but it's not quite time for your event yet. You don't want to lose them. You mm-hmm. want to keep that momentum, keep them warm. So there's a little bit of a nurturing process that needs to happen. Sure. Um, keeping the content up in your, in your Facebook group or on your newsletter, mm-hmm. being in contact in the DM. So how, how are you nurturing them? Keeping the relationship warm, getting to know them a little better so that you're then uh, taking that information and plugging it into your event mm-hmm. and speaking straight to them and, and their problems. Um, so that's Phase three, nurturing. Really simple one, uh, kind of in the little in-between as you're planning and then um, launching your event, which is 
uh, phase four. We do the event planning, prepping, all your assets, and then the actual event itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so going live every day, being in the DM, um, teaching, giving homework, mm-hmm. and, and giving support in the community throughout the event. Yeah. Uh, phase five is inviting. So that's when you get to the pitch stage of your event. So you mm-hmm. get you get to the sale that the, there's a point in the, the five days when you switch from just straight value and content to also talking a little bit more about your program and giving sure. a good pitch. Mm-hmm. So there's two pieces to that. There's the pitch during the live session, and mm-hmm. then there's the follow-up in DM and uh, direct messaging um, mm-hmm. and in email as well. Mm-hmm. So doing the inviting so that they can actually take what they just learned to the next step, right? Yeah. To the next level. Mm-hmm. And then of course, the last phase is rinse and repeat. Yeah. This gets forgotten often. Mm-hmm. So we go gung ho on these events. We put everything into it. It mm-hmm. ends and we're like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put that on the <laughs> shelf for now. <laughs> um, and the key to doing this is rinsing and repeating. Practice, practice, yeah. practice. Uh, it's, it's doing a really good debrief, mm-hmm. knowing your metrics that you need to track during the event, before, during, and, and after the event, mm-hmm. and then assessing them, mm-hmm. doing a really good reflection, and then rinsing, maybe taking a couple things that you want to tweak, mm-hmm. uh, and then put a new date on the calendar. Ideally, you've planned them out for the whole year, but you look to your next date for your next yeah. launch and decide, is that good? Uh, what are we going to change? What are we going to tweak? And start the process over again. Yeah. 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 So rinse and repeat. And uh, also too, when you're rinsing and repeating, you want to look at it like a scientist would, right? If you're mm. experimenting, mm-hmm. you just change one variable. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we're like, oh, that event was horrible. Let's just, or like, it didn't turn out with the results that we wanted. Scrap yeah. the whole thing, mm-hmm. create a new thing. And then it, it doesn't work again. And you're not quite sure why, because yeah. you've changed everything. So there's yeah. nothing that you can point to and say, that was it. So yeah. in that rinse and repeat process, we want to just change a couple of variables so that we can just see where the changes, the uh, improvements take place or don't take place. And then we yeah. can rinse and repeat from there. Yeah. yeah. It's really analyzing it. So that makes sense. But um, I have some questions around it. So yeah, yeah. Um, the nurturing phase is where I see a lot of entrepreneurs fall off. And so it's like they can plan this beautiful event but they get to this space where it's like, okay, I, I have this great event showing up, you know, ready to go, but like there's crickets, nobody's coming. And it's because they didn't do that prep work in advance of their event to get people in there. And so what I hear from them are, I, I hear a few different things and it's usually a combination of all of them. Um, but I hear that it's, it's so much work to put it all together and do all those things while they're also still running their business day to day. And so they get stuck on like the marketing, the messaging, um, you know, and then they're, they're not reaching out to people. They're not showing up in the, in the DMS, you know, they're not Mm. asking people to come to their event because again, back to your mindset work that you're starting out with is that there's, and I, I did a whole, episode about this on sales aversion not too long ago, but, um, it's that belief that, you know, they believe in what they offer. They believe they're capable of, of serving and offering it in that way. And so when they truly believe that 
they want to share it with as many people as possible. So when they don't truly believe that and there's something inside of them doubting themselves or their ability to deliver the information, then they feel like, well, I don't, I don't really want to share this with people because what if they show up and then they tell me I'm terrible <laughs> you know? or, or they, yeah. they show up for part of the first day and then they drop off and then I'm sitting there talking to myself, then what, you know? And so they get really hung up on that. And then they don't do that nurturing. They may post posts and send out emails. They may go live or whatever, but they're not doing that direct reach out to actually bring people in. And there's, um, there's a book out there in the real estate world, um, called the seven levels of communication. And it was written by a guy named Michael Mayer. And I, I, I know Michael, I've met him several times. And, um, so <laughs> his book there, there's a process in there where they talk about if, you know, if, um, there was this huge event going on, right. And it's delivered by some celebrity. Okay. And so they take out a full page ad in the paper. And so he's doing this, like you have to imagine like a huge auditorium filled with people and he's asked everybody to stand up. Okay. And so he says, okay, this celebrity has taken out this huge ad in the paper, full page and says, come to this event. Are you going yes or no? And if you're going sit down, so some people sit down, but most of them are still standing. And then he says, okay, so now you get a postcard or a letter or something like that in the mail that it looks like an advertisement, you know, but it's sent out to you. You get it in the mail and it's inviting you to come to this event. Do you go, you know, so some more people sat down and then they said, okay, so now this, per, this celebrity actually calls you on the phone and invites you to come to this event. Are you going? Most of the people sat down. There were still some stragglers though that were standing up. They're like, mm, I'm not going, right? <laughs> then they said, okay, this celebrity shows up at your door and says, please, just, I really want you to be there. Can I count on you to show up and be at this event? And the rest of the auditorium sat down. I was like, if he shows up at my house, I'm going, right? And to me that that example shows the power of that nurturing process. Because usually we get so hung up on the, well, we put out the advertisement. Why aren't they showing up? And if you look at that example, you see why, because it does take that personal reach out for people sometimes to hop the fence and say, okay, I'll be there, you know? So it, it yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear your Sorry. thoughts on that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and about the nurturing process and where you, you see that making a difference in the success of this event. So taking people from like that three or four figure event to a five to six figure event, I, I feel like the nurturing process is where a lot of them start to, to that makes that difference, you know? Yeah, the attraction and nurture process mm -hmm. goes together. Um, and the, like my check-in calls with my clients every week are, okay, what are you doing to attract? What are you doing yeah. to nurture? Like this, these are the things that we check in all the time along with mm -hmm. metrics um, because they are so important. So two things that go with that. First of all, mm -hmm. giving yourself enough lead time before the event to allow you enough. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because in my time as a virtual assistant, I watched my clients, like I put up all the stuff for them. That was just, that was only my job, right? To just put up the landing page, send out the emails. I did what they asked me to do. Uh, And every month they were doing a new masterclass with a new topic and they would send out an email and put up some posts and that, and it'd be crickets every time Mm -hmm. because they leave themselves enough time. They're like every few, every few weeks there. And then there is very passive mm-hmm. how they were posting and, mm-hmm. and, and trying to attract. Um, and definitely in this new world where almost mm-hmm. everybody's online now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking for more of that personal touch. So yeah. that's showing up at your door. Yeah. The, you know, gone are the days of, first of all, Facebook ads cost a bajillion dollars. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but gone are the days of people signing up on cold Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. So some some work. Some people have got the system nailed down, yeah. and it do, doesn't really work for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that personal touch really does make the difference. It also allows you to do some qualifying too. Mm-hmm. Qualifying to make sure that you are actually inviting people who are your ideal client and are most likely to say yes to your event. Exactly. Yeah. And you're going to spend mm-hmm. your spend your time where it's more most valued with these mm-hmm. people who are going to be truly interested in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't always have to be just you. So as you mm-hmm. grow, you can, first of all, ask your clients to be referrers for you so that yeah. they could be the, per- they could be the personal touch, mm-hmm. right? Give them the tools, give them the the verbiage, give them the graphic. And that's important. Yeah. Give them what you want them to put out. Because if you just say, Hey, can you put this out for me? A couple of people are going to do it because they really, truly love you. But mm-hmm. most people are going to say, sure. And then get stuck on what to write, what to say, and then not do it. Where my coach is having a workshop come, come to it. Yeah. Yeah. We all know in copywriting and how that works, like <laughs> there, you need a, you know, you need a, you need a hook line, you need to touch the, on their problem and mm-hmm. how you're solving it. So give that to your clients so that it's really easy for them to do. So give them the yeah. graphic, give them the verbiage um, and ask them to reach out to anybody that they think it would truly benefit from this mm-hmm. free workshop. Yeah. So use them as the personal touch to get people there. And then of course you want to get in touch with them once they've registered or joined your community. Um, yeah. So that you can get to know them and they get to know you. Mm-hmm. And then also too, as you, as you uh, expand, you can grow an ambassador team. Mm-hmm. So ambassadors who are making these touches for you, yes. they're in the DM and they're, they're making sure that the uh, participants in your event get tagged in, in videos and mm-hmm. uh, sending them resources and, and really giving that value. And yeah. that could just be one person or it could be a whole uh, like team of seven or sure. whatever, you know, mm-hmm. depending on what size. So as you're getting started, it's going to be you and you can ask clients, you can ask friends and family to be that personal touch, the initial personal touch anyways. Um, and then as you grow, you can grow a team as well. Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. What do you recommend as that ideal lead time? So from saying, hey, that event thing sounds like a really cool idea. I'm totally going to do that. And then the first thing they do is put it down in their calendar. How far away should that date be? I like to do uh, every six to eight weeks. 
mm-hmm. and new, we rinse and repeat the event. Okay. So 30 days, 30 days out is when you are focused on filling your community, whether that's your Facebook group or your email list, that's mm-hmm. when you're going to town and the attraction activity actually needs to be like a daily thing in your calendar, no matter yeah. if you're launching or not. So, um, being on podcast inter- interviews one to two mm-hmm. times a week, um, showing up in a select few Facebook groups mm-hmm. every, every week, giving values, starting conversations, mm-hmm. um, uh, promoting your referral program to your mm-hmm. clients. If you don't have one, I, I have a whole training in my community on, on how to just really do it really simply. Yeah. Um, doesn't have, you don't have to have affiliate links. You don't have to have all the things it can be mm-hmm. really simple. Um, those are the things that you want to be doing all the time. Yeah. And then when you're, when you're 30 days out, that's when you can up the amount of podcasts you're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, uh, four to six, uh, four to six PR opportunities. So it could yeah. be a podcast interview. Mm-hmm. It could be going live on Instagram mm-hmm. with, uh, with someone who has your audience, but they're not your competitor, right? Mm-hmm. So they're complimentary to what you do. Um, so four to six visibility opportunities in that, uh, four weeks out from your event. Sure. That's your like 30 days focus. So that's mm-hmm. your timeline. Okay. Now that makes sense. Um, I will say to add to that, just as a person who has a podcast, that with the podcast, to I really believe that that's something you should always be doing very consistently mm. because just, I mean, that's how I got started with podcasting was guesting on other people's podcasts. And I noticed that every time I was on someone's podcast, I would get an influx of new people wanting to work with me. And it was yeah. amazing. But the um, the time from being on a podcast and that podcast actually being published was, yeah. you know, it could be anywhere from a week or two at bare minimum. And that was the rarity to sometimes being a month to six months before it would publish. Yeah. And, and with, I'd say probably two to three months being the average for the podcast that I was, I was guesting on. And so, you know, sometimes if we're thinking, oh, well, I'm going to show up on a podcast and then that's going to go out before my launch, it may not. So being really conscientious that just, if you're going to guest on podcasts that I love that idea, it's fantastic, but let's do that like all the time. That's something we should always be doing. And as long as we're rinsing and repeating, like you're saying, we have something going on every six to eight weeks, then we can place that, um, you know, on our page somewhere on our site or landing page or something that our next event is going to be on, you know, this date, save your seat here type of thing so that they're still roped in. We're getting them into our mail list and into the, you know, they're being automatically tagged in our system when they fill out that form so that then they're, it's, it's happening. They're on that list to show up to that next event. So yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's great. And, um, I like the attraction and nurturing piece, but you said something else and you said it regarding your affiliate program. You said the word simple. And I love that word because I, as an entrepreneur, like most entrepreneurs tend to overcomplicate things. And when we overcomplicate things, things fall apart. (laughs) They become very difficult to maintain. And I'm very uh, tech savvy, you know, and and tech forward. And Mm -hmm. 
I like every new technology thing that comes out. Like I'm in love with technology. And so what happens is I tend to jump for all this new techie stuff and then it overcomplicates the process. And so I've had, Mm -hmm. I've learned over time to be highly selective of what technology I bring into place. So one thing that I wanted to ask you in regard to what you just said in the simplicity is that, you know, when you're attracting people into, like you said, your group or whatever, um, you know, a lot of people, what we have done in the past is our groups are on Facebook, right? Like that's where our groups are. But I'm seeing a lot of people now are moving away from that because Facebook has, has, you know, for whatever reason, they've started to crack down on so many different things and they're doing it from an automated perspective. So it's not always accurate. And so like, for instance, Mm -hmm. for me, I'm not even able to post my, my domain anywhere on Facebook, not even with my email address, because they were like, you've violated community standards. Now I know I haven't, but I'm still not able to put any of my stuff linked from my domain onto Facebook anywhere. So for people who are moving to other platforms, like um, there's one that begins with an M that I can never remember the name of, uh, Mighty Networks, there we go, and Circle and stuff like that, where they're trying to, you know, create their own stuff somewhere else. And we use Circle. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that an overcomplication for attracting people for a launch event like this? Or is it more simplistic to just put it on Facebook because that's where people are? Because I've also seen the opposite where people are like, I'd love to join you, but I'm not on Facebook. So I'm not going. So what's your recommendation there? Because again, that's part of that shift, right? How things have been changing. Yeah, it's a really great question. And the way that I work with my clients now is we always have at least two different ways they can tap into the event. Mm, That's great. Facebook. Yeah. Facebook groups, like you said, it really is the simplest. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep things simple, uh, not too tech heavy, Facebook group, uh, using a combination of a Facebook group and Zoom mm-hmm. is perfect. Um, and if you want to add the community element off of Facebook, you can use uh, an app like Telegram or WhatsApp mm-hmm. or whatever, like messaging. You can even yeah. add them to Slack, right? Like you can, there's ways mm-hmm. you can do it through Slack. Um, just to have a messaging community available sure. for anybody who's not on Facebook, because there are people, my husband's one of them. Mm-hmm. My family is a WhatsApp chat and he is not in it because yeah. <laughs> he is not a <laughs> Facebook user. Yeah. Um, and it totally for, you know, everyone mm-hmm. to each their own. So, and we want to serve them still. Mm-hmm. As we know what you have to offer can yeah. serve many different types of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we always come in at it at two different ways. Those are the simplest, right? Like mm-hmm. just go live on Zoom, stream to Facebook. So it shows up in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also add in a chat aspect um, off of the platforms on another. Like message. WhatsApp or Telegram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Circle is another way. And, but like you were saying, it's, it's sometimes not as easy for people to adopt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like for now, gonna, we, gonna, we, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, we're going to get there. We're going to get there because everyone is starting to move. Yeah. Or have the alternatives, right? But we're just not yes. quite there yet. So yeah. yeah. And I agree. And we have our group is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But, and just this is just case study information for you guys listening. But so our group is on Facebook. And then our program and all of that content in our group for our, our paid programs are on Circle because 
it's easier to move a paid membership group into a separate platform than it is for the free one. Because if the free one, everybody's not jumping in there because like, Hey, I paid for this. I'm going in to get my content. Right. Mm -hmm. So when it's a free thing, it's like, it happens to show up in the newsfeed and that's why you click on it. So I think that that's an important um, thing to mention right now is that, you know, we do need to do what's simple and what works for most people. And having two different ways of them accessing the information so that people who are on Facebook have a way to do it. And people who are not on Facebook have a way to do it. I think that's, that's excellent advice. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So, um, what are some other tips you have for us on this launch process? Anything we haven't talked about that is just really important that you feel like we, we need to know. There are so many, <laughs> so, many <laughs> so many things I could talk for hours on this. Um, two two things: choosing your topic and your name for mm-hmm. your event mm-hmm. is is really important, um, and then also the planning process. Yeah, especially if it's especially if it's the first time you're running the event, having that that lead time and mm-hmm. knowing all the checks and balances and all the assets that you want to create um, is super important. So having that project plan that leads you mm. to it uh, is really important. Um, and that's like my bread and butter is like, I love the project planning piece yeah. of it all. So yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. Is there a tool then, that you recommend for, for planning that whole project out? Um, I love Asana, but really okay. whatever project planning tool works well for you. Okay. Um, I give, I give my clients all an Asana template and they plug mm-hmm. that in. Awesome. Um, and, and so that, and it all populates for them, but mm-hmm. you can use ClickUp. Uh, I've, I've had clients take the Asana template and tweak it. Uh, so it works with Teamwork, which is a Microsoft mm-hmm. product, yep. um, which works really well. So yeah, whatever, if you're okay. already on a platform, mm-hmm. stick, stick with it. But I love Asana, okay. the free version, it's easy to use. And yeah. uh, you don't really need to go to that paid level. Yeah. If you don't yeah. want mm-hmm. to go crazy, right? Sure. You just need yeah. the tasks, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. And then what was the second? You said there was a second one. Oh, topic, <laughs> you're choosing your, to- choosing your topic in your name. Yeah. Because, uh, busy world, we, we need, we need people to stop scrolling, right? So yeah. we need to choose a topic that is actually solving the problem that your ideal client has. Mm-hmm. And how do you know that you need to talk to people? Yeah. Talk, talk to your, uh, your current clients, talk to people who are your ideal clients, like get on, um, just market research calls. Mm-hmm. don't have to be sales calls. Just invite people to, to help you out and, and answer some questions for you and start to get yeah. their verbiage and get to know really what are they struggling with. And yeah. the key is we all know what they need, right? We mm-hmm. all know the problem that they need to solve. And if they just fix this one thing, it would all be better. But yeah. they probably have a, a different idea, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. for example, I have, I have one client who um, wants to teach on purpose and impact. Mm-hmm but nobody's resonating with that because that's yeah. not their problem. They don't realize it's their problem. Yeah. Their problem is getting clients. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we yeah. have to tweak that so that the the topic and the title speaks to getting clients. Yeah. That makes a lot of and, sense. And yeah. And wrap in that purpose and impact, get clients with purpose and impact, you know, yeah. So picking the right topic and then naming it so that it's eye-catching, talks about uh, the the benefits or the solution yeah. that they're going to get from the event. Uh, and it's going to stop the scroll. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so tell me for everything that you've, you've learned about this and for all the stuff that you've, you've done with it. We talk about coming from that place of, of purpose and passion. Mm-hmm. So where is the purpose and passion in this for you? For me, um, cause I've been working with coaches mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in particular mindset coaches. That's mm-hmm. where I really, I, I just love mindset coaches and mm-hmm. all that they do because mm-hmm. they can make such a big impact with yeah. these just like little tweaks that they can make in, mm-hmm. in your mind. It just, yeah. So, uh, my, my passion is to help them because I know how much they can help the world. Mm. It just the ripple effect from me helping yeah. them get their message out. I'm getting goosebumps right now because it goes <laughs> every time. Because the, I've seen the changes that the, that their clients have had. Yeah, because I've been in their programs, I've worked with them, and I've mm-hmm. seen the wins and the yeah. life changing impact that has happened from working with those coaches. So yeah. I can help those coaches uh, bring their message to the world mm-hmm. and help their client help get new clients and, and expand their impact. Then I've done my job. That's awesome. And I've filled my purpose. Yeah. 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 So it's really helping other people expand their impact and that creates your impact because you're, you're starting this ripple effect. It's like, you're the, yeah. you're the stone that we're tossing in the water. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm getting my impact through you. Like I, for, yeah. through, uh, like through the mm-hmm. coaches, you know, living vicariously yeah. through you guys. But yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, that's beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So tell me now, because we, um, we're always right. I mean, as people who are out there serving other people, we walk our talk, right? So what is your next big event that you have going on? Because I would love to hear about that. And um, I'm sure our listeners would too. I love it. Thanks for asking. Um, so I myself have never run an event for myself. Really? Because I'm always the behind the scenes lady. That's just what I, I prefer sure. to be. Uh-huh. I prefer to be behind the scenes. And yeah. It's just, you know, in the tech and in the mm-hmm. process and in the strategy. Um, and I, it's time for me to make my impact. Yeah. So I'm, I'm bringing uh, my get launched uh, event in mm-hmm. the next uh, few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the wait list will be up. So if it's not ready yet, when this goes live, get on the wait list and we'll get you in there. Um, but it's, we're going to be planning your rinse and repeat masterclass. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to start with the actual timeline Mm -hmm. and like mapping out your milestones and making sure you hit all, all the check boxes of Mm -hmm. assets and all those things to make the impact that you want to make. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about topic and name, and we're going to talk about, um, the actual content. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, there's a formula to it as well. Like what you yeah. teach during the event. So we're going to talk about planning your content. And then we got a couple of bonuses of Q and a, and of course, mindset, yeah. cause I love mindset. Yeah. Um, so five day event, get launched, um, come plan your, um, rinse and repeat masterclass with me. And if you show up live for this version, anyways, I don't know if I'll keep doing it, but for this version, anyways, if you show up live, you actually get my Asana template Ooh, planning your masterclass. That's so. a nice bonus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to share that even more and and see it go further in the world. So yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And so for people who are definitely are like, yes, that's amazing. Where do I sign up for that? And where do I learn more about Shelly? Where do they need to go? Uh, Well, for the event, 
It's mm-hmm. shellybrook.com slash get launched. Um, okay. And of course you can find me at shellybrook.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Shelly L. Brook. And okay. uh, Brooke with no E, Shelly with two E's, Brooke with no E. Okay. <laughs> and we will be sure to put that link yeah. into the show notes so that everybody can just look and click. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners while we're here? Well, in the meantime, while you're waiting mm-hmm. to join the master, the, uh, the Get Launched Challenge, mm-hmm. uh, you can grab my topic and name checklist. To, mm-hmm. If you already have a name for your event, you can just like compare and see yeah, if you double all, check it all the, for the sure. boxes. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, then it gives you some things to think about as you're mm-hmm. um, naming and choosing your topic. So oh, uh, we'll, give you, we, we'll put the link for that in the show notes too. As well. Perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Shelly, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And I know everybody listening is going to be jumping on this because who wouldn't want to plan a launch event that can get them five to six figures. That's huge. So I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Angela. It was such a pleasure. Likewise. All right, guys, we'll stay tuned till next time. Thanks for listening. And especially thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.